Hello, and welcome back to a brand new year, a brand new season um, of George Bowman and Friends. Some big changes this year, some big changes this year uh, ahead of the new season. Obviously one big change is instead of being Tuesdays, 11.15 till 12.45, it's going to be Thursdays about 1.30 till 3. So make sure you're tuning in then. We're still going to be uploading it to Spotify, the same Spotify account as we did last year. So make sure you're finding us on there and on Apple Podcasts and at um, Google Podcasts, if that's your preferred uh, podcast provider, so to speak. Um, so yeah, and go and follow the Instagram, which is still the same handle, which is George.Bowman.and.Friends. So make sure you go and get, give that a follow uh, to keep up to date with all the shows and uploads on Spotify. So yeah, like I say, some big changes this year. Slightly different format of the show. Obviously last year we had three guests on each week. Jansen came on to do a little bit of sudden death and um, a, a bit of a film review at the start of the year and we changed that to a bit of Defend the Indefensible and a bit of football chat. We had Room 101 to start with and we had the score prediction game. All of that is gone. Well, a lot of that is gone. And instead this year we're going to have eight regular guests who are going to rotate around uh, who are... I'll name, I'll name the boys that aren't here and then we'll come to the ones that are here today. So we've got Alejandro Martinez, friend of the show, often came on last year. Ollie Appleyard, who's at a uh, Movember meeting today because he is the University Movember sec or something like that. We have Ewan, uh, Ewan VH, who has got a lecture at the moment, I think, I believe, so he can't come today, but he'll be on uh, in future weeks. We've got Bradley Franklin, when he wants to show up. You know, you never know what that boy's doing, really. Dan Barnes, who's never actually been on the show, but is a new housemate of some of the boys, and we got him involved this year. And then the two people that are here today in the studio with me, we've got the ever-present Jansen Lee. How are you, Jansen? Very good, thanks, mate. Very good. Good summer? Not bad. Yeah, a little bit boring, but um, been away a couple times, so it was pretty nice. Mr. Radio, mate? Mr. Radio. Did you miss the radio? Oh, yeah. I missed it. Of course I did. Of course, of course did. I did. That's good to hear. And we've got Louis Tipper, who was on the first ever George Bowman and Friends. Yeah, it's been a while. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Good summer? Had a lovely summer, George, actually. Thank you. Yeah, you were actually out of England more than you were in England, I reckon. Yeah, I spent a, a bit of time on the continent. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, got, got away to Cyprus, which was probably my highlight, I would say. Lovely beaches. Quite quite a lot of Brits abroad vibes, um, which is always good to see. Very nice. Mm. Sounds like a very nice, very nice little summer. So yeah, those boys are going to come on, rotate each week, and each week I'm going to provide a topic, and I'm actually going to tell them that on the Thursday morning or Wednesday night, um, and we're going to debate it. We're going to have a debate. So the a show debate. A debate. <laughs> So we're going to do things like conspiracy theories, that's going to come up. We're going to do a lot of sport. So the sort of three main topics we're going to cover, we're going to do sports, probably under that, quite a lot of football. Uh, we're going to do conspiracy theories. Um, and we're going to do a little bit of films if it comes up and we get we get the right people on involved. So that's sort of the three main things that we're going to be doing this year uh, with our debates. And then we're going to talk a little bit about fantasy football because we've got a bit of a football fantasy football head-to-head league set up. And then we're also, every week, um, still going to do Sudden Death, which Jansen's going to host as always. And I'm going to take on one a, a different one of the boys each week. And we're still going to finish the show with a bit of Defendi Indefensible because I thought that was quite funny towards the end of last year. So it's all very exciting stuff. All very exciting stuff. Um, 
So yeah, let's crack on. Let's kick off with the first debate. And uh, the first debate is a bit of a good one, a bit of a lively one. We're going to do the best current Premier League 11. Premier League players obviously making your best Premier League 11. So I told Louis and Jansen that this morning. Um, and they've come up with their teams. We're going to have a little debate. And then I'm going to make sort of what I believe the best team. Um, and we're going to see we're going to see if we can settle on on the best Premier League eleven of current players. So we'll kick things off with the goalkeeper. Is that this as logical well, sense? Just yeah, go on, say, down. Just to say, is it is three players from each team? Oh yeah, a couple of caveats on it. You can only have three maximum players per team because if not, you'll probably end up with eight Man City players potentially. Potentially eleven. Potentially eleven. Yeah, that's a very good point. So it's three max per team. Um, that's the only real caveat I'll put on I want to get as many teams involved as possible but you can't really make a caveat to do that maybe it has to be four four minimum of four teams represented in this team as well so they're the, they're the two caveats three max per team minimum of four teams represented so we're going to start with the goalkeeper uh, I'm going to start with you Jan so you can kick us off so to speak so my goalkeeper I think based on current form this year he's done really well and in the last three four years has been performing for his team I'm going to go Alisson in goal I think there's uh, other keepers that maybe have done a lot better maybe last year he didn't uh, had a bit of a shaky year last year but he is the Brazil number one he gets chosen over Edison. Um and I think this year as well he's been probably um, Liverpool's one of their best three players I would say because they've been pretty shabby um, but I think Alisson without them they would have done a lot worse so I'm going to go Alisson in goal for me I really like that shout actually Jansen thank you I really do I think he's been he's been solid for a number of years now and ever, ever since they signed him actually he, he came in and did a job straight from the outset and he's just got better and better and even in that Liverpool team that have been struggling he's mm. been been the shining light to keep them in a lot of games his distribution is excellent and I think he combines really well with their, their back four who like to like to play out and play aggressive football completely agree so agreeing that Alisson is the goalkeeper we can pen Alisson in Alisson can be in there he's our first choice our number one Alisson so he's in so now we're going to go I think the first thing we should touch on is I want to know what formation you boys are playing we need to decide a formation before we go forward really um, Louis we'll start with you what formation are you thinking I'm just going for the bog standard 4-3-3 um, just, yeah. to, just to add a bit of balance to the team and hopefully we can uh we can get the right players in the positions. I'll go for the same as well, just to keep it We're going 4-3-3, nice, yeah, that's what I would go for. What I would say though, boys, I think this team should be slightly real. I think these players should be able to make a team. It's not just a total fantasy football. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, in in the three midfield, I think you've got to, we've got to think about having a sort of a defensive-minded midfielder in there yeah. and then two sort of more attack or whatever. This is a team that if, if a manager came into the Premier League and was picking like a... a, a, like a all 11 to go and beat another league this is the team they would pick that yeah. would work well together as well yeah so we have to take into account players that will work well together we can't have a midfield of like three camps yeah De, yeah De Bruyne Fernandez, and Fernand, else. Fernandez is getting no <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a really <laughs> rash example <laughs> I was just trying to think of camps to be honest yeah, but yeah I would be very disappointed if Fernandez got anywhere near it. <laughs> so centre backs boys centre backs our two centre backs we're going to start Jan give us your two centre backs my two centre backs so I've got one which I think is probably in everyone's team another Liverpool player 
I will go Van Dijk. He maybe hasn't had the best start to this season. He's been poor this season, he man. Has, he has, been but poor. before this season, he's never lost a game at Anfield when he's been playing. I don't know if that's, that stat has actually is true this season. I don't think it is. But before this season, he has been quality, probably the best centre-back in the world. Um, okay, yeah, this season hasn't started as well. Maybe Matip's actually been better than him in some games. Um, and Canate, especially last season, was doing really well towards the end. But for me, Van Dijk, as a leader, he's not the captain of Liverpool, but he probably should be. Um, he's a great leader, a great centre-back. He's got height, he's got he's got speed, uh, a great pass on him. He's in my team. And then um, next to him, I've gone for an Arsenal man. <laughs> You're going to say shot, Saliba. <laughs> William Saliba Five good games, five good games. This man... Try and guess who Jansen supports, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> if we can keep him, this man is going to be a, a top centre-back in Premier League history. He probably will go to Real Madrid in the next two years. But if we can keep him, he's going to be a French starter. He's quality, absolute quality. And I think a young 21-year-old Saliba with a Van Dijk could be a, an excellent pairing as well. Um, so I reckon before the, this season, Van Dyke's a pen in, but I reckon that's up for debate. And Louis, definitely Saliba's got to be questioned, surely. Saliba's not going in my team. <laughs> 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 um, well, I, I think Van Dyke, it's one of those form is temporary, class is permanent. And Van Dyke is a is a real staple for that, for that saying. I mean, yes, this season, they've not been on it. He's not been on it. But he's not been awful. Right, he's not been the sole reason that Liverpool have not been at their brilliant best. But over the last, however many years, let's say five, he has been the best centre back in the league without question. And one minor blip at the start of this season can't rule. Apart from that season where he was injured the whole year. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll put that one to a side. But if he was fit, we know he'd be doing a job. So yeah, for me, he's got to be in there. Even even in the current form that Liverpool are showing at the moment. That's also though two of your Liverpool players gone. If we are having Van Dijk, that's two of the Liverpool players gone. So we've only got one more to choose from. And there's a couple of decent Liverpool players who might have a shout to get in this team. But yeah, happy with that. So we're putting Van, Van Dijk in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and then Louis, who's your alternative to Saliba? You can't have a back two in the Premier League without including Ruben Diaz. You just can't. I mean, on the ball, off the ball... He is a complete centre-back. He's old school in the way he puts tackles in, but he's new brand football in the way he can play out from the back. And I think the sort of, the the big man Van Dyke combined with the gazelle that is Ruben <laughs> Diaz would, would complement each other really, really well. And I know it's, a, it's taken use of one of our Man City spots, but I think it's a good use of it. Pep didn't fancy him though against United. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he actually put Ake and Akanji in. And Akanji's been quality as well, by the way. May I just add at the start of the season. But Ruben Diaz last year was unreal. And people still forget, I think he's 24 years old. He is still fairly young, even for a centre-back. Um, so I think uh, it's a good choice. It's no William Saliba, it's a good choice. And and don't forget, he's been nursing injuries as well, Diaz. True. Yeah, he has. Um, and Man United, not not the most terrifying team at the moment to uh, to come up against. So so there's not reason for him to necessarily stress yeah. Diaz. And I mean, every player is subject to a bit of pet roulette every now and again, even the best. So boys, it's our first disagreement, but who are we going to put in this team? 
Johnson, are you happy to concede Luis Diaz, or are you staying firm that you want to leave? Ruben, Ruben Diaz. Uh, I, I'm I'm staying Sorry. firm, but George, you can be the uh, you can be the decider. But mate, Saliba's obviously a talented player, talented young boy, and I think he will go on to be a great player. But at this current moment in time, it's his first season in the Premier League. Ruben Diaz has done it for a few seasons now, and potentially is the best centre back in the league, in my opinion. So yeah, Ruben Diaz is going in the team. I would also like to say those two centre backs are third and fourth in the most passes this season. So we've got a ball playing sort of back back two pairing, so to speak, um, which I think will work well together. Play the ball out nicely. I like the football we're playing. So Louis, left back, left back. So this is an interesting one. This is a tough one. This is where it gets tough, I yeah. think, because you've got to think about the three max per team. You do. Do I still have to abide by that rule with Ruben Diaz in the team, even though I would yeah. to leave? Yeah, because we'll go right. through and we'll pen them in, so now you've got So I will Diaz. change my left back now. You'll have to change your left back. I would have, I'm not gonna say, I would have gone with Cancelo as the dead cert left back. So I was thinking that, but he plays right back. No, he plays left back. He is a right back. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. But, and also, we've only got three Man City players, and there's two more that definitely need to be in this team. We so can't. I don't think we can go Cancelo at left back, which is unfortunate. And and you know what we also can't do, Jansen? What's that? Which would be, the obvious other move is put Andy Robertson yeah, as our left back. Yeah, we can't do that really. Because yeah. there's a certain Mo Salah <laughs> that needs to be in this team. Well, we'll get onto that later. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll throw another Arsenal boy out there. Zinchenko has been quality. I like that. And he has been quality for Man City for years as well. Although maybe he hasn't been a a first man on the team sheet for them, he is a quality footballer. Have you seen that um, video clip of when they do the keepy-ups at Arsenal? They race across the pitch. Zinchenko is about like 20 yards in front of any other player. His technique, his technical ability is quality. Do you worry about him defensively? Yeah, I think he can be exposed, but then I think Trent, a right back, has been applauded for years, and he could definitely be exposed as well. Um, I think Zinchenko could be there. I do think Cancelo and Robertson are better left backs than Zinchenko, but if we're doing this three three man rule, um, I don't see many others. Maybe Rico Henry at Brentford. Yes, great player. Who is? It's been unlucky not to get an England call up yet. As well. You got to remember the other caveat that we've got to have fourteen represented as well. True. So having a little Brentford player in, I don't think it's the worst idea, but yeah, I'll let you boys carry on. Well, I'd like to throw another name in here that you might, you boys might find a bit left field. Aaron Cresswell. Aaron Cresswell. Of West Ham. Solid. Very solid. Brilliant player. I like that shout. And he gives us a lot of experience. We're even forgetting the two Chelsea lads as well at left back. Kukurea. And, and Chile. Chilwell. They are both injury prone. But they are both quality as well. This is a tough one. I'm not gonna lie. Really tough one. I think we all agree it would be Cancelo. It would be. It would be Cancelo. I mean, Luca Dean's at no Villa. No, he's been. He's I don't been, want. He's him. been awful. Really, he's don't want. Him. He's not. He's not going to my team. Not going anywhere near my team. Castagna. No. Not bad. The, the Mylienko guy, the Ukrainian at Everton, has actually been very solid. It's been good for the Everton fans. Love him. Yeah. I've been speaking to quite a few of the Everton fans. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them and stuff. Oh, okay, cool. Um, otherwise, I can't really. I can't Mitchell at Palace. No, no, no. I'm not interested in that either. I think we should go with. I've said Sinchenko. We obviously know it's going to be Cancelo. I think it should be Ben Chilwell. 
Oh, what? Chilwell. You've said a loads of reasons why it should be Zinchenko and then said it should but be Chilwell. There, there's more Arsenal players that I think could be in this team. So oh, no. I'm going to go Ben Chilwell, I think. And I don't think there's going to be many more Chelsea players. Mate, Ben Chilwell's rush. Is it rush? Yeah, Ben Chilwell's rush. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Oh, wait a second. Malassia and Man United. Absolutely not. No. No. Oh, I don't rate him. I think he's overhyped, mate. All right, guys. So you just do your own team. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think Zinchenko is better than Ben Chilwell. Oh. Considering, I think you'd have to say that Cucurella, given he's starting every game for Chelsea now, mm. you'd have to put him in ahead, ahead of Chilwell. Ahead of Chilwell, yeah, I agree. So, and if you're going to do that sort of creative sided left back, you've either got to do Robertson or Zinchenko or Cucurella. Yeah. Right. I like it with Zinchenko. So if if that's if that's the argument, then I think Zinchenko is the best of that bunch. Yeah. Okay. I, I like think that. Yeah. I think Zinchenko is a pretty good shot. I think Zinchenko is a good player. Let's go. Let's um, go. Plenty of leagues. Pep trusted him, didn't he? Until Cancelo came in, he sort of tucks in, plays that sort of overloads midfield. He was brilliant against Tottenham. Sort of run that game really, tucking into that midfield position, Absolutely. and he, they couldn't cope with him. But yeah, I like that Zinchenko in at left back. So right back, Johnson. Uh, one man for me and that's Reese James Reese James a Carl Walker could be thrown in there uh, maybe Trent but not at the moment I think Reese James is the man for me not a man to disagree with that Reese James his goal last night absolutely brilliant yeah he's been one of the best right backs in world football for the last three to four years the guy is amazing defensively and in attack he can also play in a number of positions as well he can play CDM he can play right back he can play right centre back yeah, he plays Absolutely. right side of the three quite often. Mm. So I think Reese James is... But most dangerous at right back. Yeah, agreed. George, would you agree with that? Uh, I think I don't think it's the best right back in the league, no. But I think for this purpose of this team, I think he goes in. Yeah. Who's your best right back in the league? I like... I, I, well, Cancelo probably if you're playing him right back. Um, but then I like Walker still at Man City. I you think, think Carl pace. Walker is better than Reese James? I think Carl Walker's better than Reese James, yeah. I think... Yeah, I do, yeah. Why? I think Kyle Walker plays in the four more often. I think Reese James is a better wing back, but I think going going forward, I think Reese James has probably got Kyle Walker, but I just think Kyle Walker, the way he sort of tucks in, makes a back three, his pace to recover um, mistakes and get back and the way he deals with some of the best wingers in the world, which I think he probably defensively deals with like wingers the best out of any right back and then also he's got the he's got quality right he's good at football I just think he's got a more all round game than Rhys James in my opinion I think I think he gives you a lot more defensively than he does going forward especially Kyle now Walker. in that Man City mm. yeah, setup, yeah 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 I agree Walker. with that because he almost they almost he almost plays as a sort of right side of centre back with Cancelo going into midfield yeah but going forward he gives nowhere near as much yeah, his delivery is no potentially not is which, not comparable yeah. to Rhys James which, yeah which I think if you're playing three at the back right wing back I'll have Reese James every day of the week but I just think in the back four Kyle Walker probably just still edges Reese James for me yeah I, I, he can't go in this team for me though because of the three player rule as well yeah absolutely no. yeah. Um, but he's not one of the best three Man City players no. or, well no he's not but no. also for the logistical reasons there's like Reese James is nearly as good as Kyle Walker right and it's a different team yeah so well for me better hmm Reese James in at right back. Is he the best right back in the league then, let me feel you? Right now, he is, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, the, the, the best right backs in the league at the moment are probably Reese James. Trent is still there, although he's having a shock. The season. system that Liverpool play, Trent is unreal. Yes, and he is having a bad season, but he is a very, very good footballer. I think when you when you talk about going forward, I think Trent's probably the best. Uh, Diego Dallo has been quality this season, although hasn't yeah, been, been good. Yeah, yes. And also Ben White has also been quality. Just, just going to say that. As well. There he goes again. Um, to be fair, though. From what I've seen of Arsenal, Ben White has been good. He's sort of playing that Kyle Walker role, where he's sort of like, obviously Zinchenko's tucking into the midfield. Mm. Ben White's almost as a right-sided centre-back, and he has been doing that role quite well. Yeah. Just obviously not as good as Walker, because it's not as quick. True, true. Yeah, I would agree with that. But Rhys James is going in the team, I think. Rhys James is penned in. So that's so we've got our back four. And Just quickly on that, does Rhys James start for England at the World Cup? I think he will, and I think he deserves to as well. I think I think we'll play right. Uh, we'll play five at the back. I think Carl Walker will play right centre back. I think Rich James. Yeah, will right I think there's room for both. I think that's and what Trent. Will do. Trent doesn't get in the team. I don't think it will happen there. No. I think Trent will get in the squad. I, 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 for me, he gets in my squad. You get he potentially. No, he doesn't get in my team, but he gets on the bench. But I don't think Southgate fancies it. You don't think he will pick him at all. I don't know because if you've got Walker, Reese James, Trippier, who he really likes, yeah, all in a squad. Like, can you take four right backs? I know Kyle Walker can play as a like if he plays three at the back, maybe you can. But that's a lot of right backs to take four. Yeah, it's true. Mm. In a twenty-three man squad, he'll take Trippier as well. He will take Trippier. Yeah, yeah, he'll play a left back. I think. I think that's where Trippier will be. But yes, maybe that that should be a debate going forward. Our England squads. Yeah. We'll, oh, do, that. Teams. we'll do that another time. Yeah, we'll do that a different time. Just to summarise. A little taster for you, though. We've got Alisson in goal from Liverpool. We've got Ruben Diaz and Van Dijk at the back, Man City and Liverpool, respectively. And then we've got Zinchenko from the mighty Arsenal and Rhys James from Chelsea. Um, so, midfield. We also have our four teams there, by the way. You've covered our four teams. Yeah, we have, yeah. Oh, well done, boys. Well done. Um, um, we can all go home now. Yep. So let's start as a sit. I, I guess we're I guess we're wanting to play one holder and then two ahead of them. Yeah. So let's up. start with the six. Who's our six? Uh, Tipper, would you? Like yeah, I, I'm happy to to start this off. Um, it's gonna be a player that can do both aspects of the game. Really good defensively, breaks up the play well, but drives the team forward. He's a great ball carrier. He's got great vision. He's creative. And he plays for West Ham. It's Declan Rice. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good shout. It's a, it really a good shout. I like it as well because it's not a big 16. But, Jan? Um, it's a tough one for me uh, because I have Rice there. I also have Rodri there. But Rodri is City. I don't yeah. think we can put him in. That's why he was out of my equation. And I think Granite Xhaka... <laughs> has been unbelievable by the way this season if we're basing it off just this season Granit Xhaka is first name on the team sheet in that team oh no he's just won Arsenal's player of the month he is unbelievable um, personally I think Xhaka would be unlucky not to get in this current base form of the team um, is this is this current current or is this just no, it's the, the best, best players the best players the best players yeah right? so you get to pick and choose from the uh, from the Premier League at the moment Granit Xhaka is not in the current form best best team oh, current form that. he is he's based not, on the mate. last four or five he's years he's not because he's not. his current form his ceiling still not as good as three other midfielders in the league true but we also have to fit in different teams with a maximum yeah of but you can players. do that without you've got Rice who's from West Ham right He's no Granit Xhaka. Oh, he's a mate. good player. 
Yeah. Rice is better than Xhaka. I'm having rice in my team over Xhaka any day of the week. Okay, yeah. We'll go we'll go with that. Can I okay. throw throw another name in the mix just to consider? I think I know he's been injured a lot, but as a holding midfielder, we haven't seen anyone better in a really long time. And Golo Kante. Golo Kante is a very good shout as well. In fact, I would actually be tempted to put him over Rice. Yeah. Golo Kante gets in my. I, I'm a bit sad, right? So I sort of do this sort of thing quite a lot, and I, I make like <laughs> I make teams, yeah. And Golo Kante gets in every single one team, like best players. But at what point does he not? You know, he hasn't done it for so long now. Well, he's been so injury prone. I would, I would disagree. He hasn't done it in the last season. He didn't do it last season, and he hasn't been playing as much this season. He hasn't been playing this season, but he has been injured all pretty much all. The what is season. up with him? Is it just like an ongoing? He's got injury problems. Yeah, he's got a big injury. But problems. like, why isn't he just having an operation and they're being sort? Of, do you know what I mean? But like, he 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 keeps recovering and then just getting injured instantly again because he runs too much. Different injuries. Yeah. Well, he had a, he had a knee problem for a long time, and then came yeah. back and he just picks up niggles all Pulled the time. Hamstring as well, I think, recently at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, but before before the end of last season, even in the the Champions League run where Chelsea won, he won. I think it was the man of the match for the second leg of the quarter final. He won the man of the match for both semi final legs and won man of the match in the final. So in the four leading games up to Chelsea winning the Champions League, he won all four. Man of the Match awards, which is unbelievable, and he isn't talked about enough. Um, Agreed. And I think whenever he's fully fit, he he changes the way Chelsea play, and he essentially runs the game for them. Not not in the same way that that a, a six like Jorginho would do, but in terms of pulling the strings and retaining possession, you know there there isn't anyone better than than Ingolo Kante in that regard. There's a couple of other names I want to throw into the mix here because I think this six rod really important. I think Rodri is unbelievable. I know the three rule makes it hard to get Rodri in, but I think he's probably... Obviously, they did it without him against Manchester United this weekend, but I think there's an argument that he could be the most important player for Man City sometimes in that sixth role. I think he's brilliant. And I also think Fabinho, Fabinho at Liverpool is a crucial player for them he, and also is pretty unbelievable as well at what he does. He is good, but he has been Liverpool's probably worst player this season. He has been shocking. If you watch him play in a Liverpool shirt, I don't know what it is, he looks like a different person out on the field. He has been really, really bad. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that he hasn't been good for the last seasons before that. Because um, obviously we've got Van Dijk in there and he hasn't been that, that good. He's been slightly injury, in, injury problems this year yeah, as well. He has. Um, I saw a thing recently actually say that Fabinho might actually be older than what he than what he is. Oh really? Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how true that is, but um, people they're speculating that's why he's dipped in form because he's actually like 35 years old. Um, that's why he was so good maybe when he was younger. Mm. Don't know how true that is. Um, but for me, I think Rodri is levels above Fabinho, uh, but he does play for City, so we can't put him in. I think it's between Kante and Declan Rice for us. For our team, agree. I think I think it depends what we do with the other two midfield positions, right? Because True. if we need someone that's just completely can sit in there and and win the ball back, you want to go Kante over Declan Rice. Mm. But if you need that ex, ex, explosive pace forwards and that that ball carrier that can take you up the pitch, Rice does that better than Kante does. Yeah, agreed. George, what do you think? Who would you choose, Kante or Declan Rice? Uh, it's like I said, I think Kante's the best, better talent, right? Is the better player when he's fully fit. I don't think there's many people that would argue with that. But it goes back to the thing, like how, how long can we 
say Kante is still the best. I know you were saying about the Champions League final, but he hasn't done it consistently for so long. And I quite like having a West Ham player in there. Different team. A bit out there sort of thing. It's not out there because I think a lot of people would say Declan Rice is one of the best holding midfielders in the world, right? Mm. But it's also someone different, a bit of a different team. So I think, and he's English, which is quite nice. I would say as well, it, we obviously can't put Casemiro in because he hasn't actually proved himself in the Premier League. Yeah. But if we were choosing best CDMs that are currently in the Premier League, Casemiro probably would be dead. Yeah. I'd, um, but he hasn't shown... Weird that he didn't start this weekend. Was, really weird. They chose Scott McTominay over him. Considering as well that he was a major part of that Champions League win against City yeah. in the semi-final. The amount of times he just like stepped into the gaps and they played between the lines and they City, between the centre back and the full back, and the amount of times Casemiro noticed that and just stepped into those gaps and stopped those balls mm. where they were just happening every other minute in that Manchester derby this weekend. Mm-hmm. So Rice, happy with Rice? Yeah, we can put Rice on the team. I think Rice. Let's do it. Rice. 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 West Ham United. So oh, it's quite nice to get West Ham. Before we go on to the next, that's our sort of defensive line, right? Our sort of six defensive players, so to speak. And we go on to our more five attacking players. Obviously, it's not quite like that. Fullbacks are really attacking now. Uh, Rice can carry the ball forward, etc. But it's a good time to take a little break. Um, and we're going to have a song break. So our first song on the new series of George Bowman and Friends new year new series new start so to speak is going to come from Janssen because Janssen all of the times that you were on the radio last year all of our guests always recommended a song but often you didn't get to even though you were on every week so it's your suggestion this week Um, your first the first song for the new year what do you want I'll go with an upbeat song I'll go with a Top Gun song in uh, not a classic but the one in the newest film I Ain't Worried by One Republic Mm. You love One Republic, mate. You are such a year seven in disguise. Uh, yeah, he isn't, but he is a very, very good footballer. I think when you when you talk about going forward, I think Trent's probably the best. Uh, Diego Dallo has been quality this season, although hasn't yeah, been, been good. good yeah. And also Ben White has also been quality. Seven in disguise. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great film. It's a great film. I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it yet. I want to watch it. You haven't seen it? No, not yet. Oh, that's atrocious. Right. Do you want to introduce it? Here we go. This is I Ain't Worried by One Republic.
So there we go. That was that was a bit of One Republic, Jansen's favourite band. I am worried. Uh, and I've heard it is a very good film. I'm yet to watch it, but I am going to buy it very shortly. Or maybe stream it somehow. Solar Movies. It's a good good place to get your movies in case anyone's in case anyone's wondering okay so we're going on to the midfield um we've obviously got rice holding we've already got rice holding so so far should we recap Jansen do you want to recap our team uh we've got Allison in goal from Liverpool we've got Ruben Diaz from Man City Van Dyke from Liverpool we've got Zinchenko from Arsenal and Reese James from Chelsea with a rice at CDM from West Ham that is our defensive back line now Stuff is going to get interesting. Yeah, I've uh, heard it in the break. Is. We were having a little chat, and apparently there's some road shouts coming your way. So um, <laughs> listen out for them. Buckle so, up. So Louis, Louis, you, you were saying you're going to have an eight and a ten. That's right. So you've got Rice as a six. We're going to have an eight. So let's go to the eight. Who's your eight? I really hope you don't hate this, boys. But for me, my Premier League number eight is Yuri Tielemans. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst shout we've had yet that's awful he's he right, so good he's right back this year man he is so good oh, no, Yuri Tielemans no, no, no. vision dribbling defensive awareness the kid's creative he's got everything he's a failed wonder kid he's a failed wonder kid he's, it, he's atrocious he, he's about to come to Arsenal in the summer right and he would have replaced Thomas Partey or Xhaka. Both of them are levels above Yuri Tielemans. I just don't agree with that at all. He's awful. He is not awful. Okay, he's not awful. <laughs> he's, he's a good footballer. He's not in a Premier League. I'd go as far as saying, Yuri Tielemans, the first year he came, quality. He scored some good goals, but he is bang average. He is bang he's average. He's also got zero pace, with like 52 pace on FIFA. But he is slow. He's a bit like slow. a B-Tech Thiago. Oh yeah, C Tech. He's below. Oh, come he, on! It's like if you're having Tielemans, you've got to have Thiago. They're the same player, but Thiago's just better. Yeah, but Tielemans actually plays some games without being injured. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Kante being in the team. Yeah, Thiago's just, just a thumbs up. Mate, Tielemans pulls the strings for that Leicester side. Everyone says it's Madison, but it's Tielemans yeah, running Mad- the show. In yeah, the everyone says it's Madison. He scored that uh, sort of hat trick. Um, against Forrest yeah. on Monday night look yeah, okay yeah. he played one good game well, and well uh, on J Man. Madison has had the second most Premier League goal contributions since May the 11th also we're talking about an 8 not a 10 so can we true. chill true very true we could play That's two 10s to be fair you could you but could. you'd be wrong Oh, Pep does so, so Yuri Tielemans, um an interesting shout from Louis interesting a wrong outrageous one. a wrong one it's an interesting one I would like to throw in okay he's more of a number 10 but he has sort of he comes in drops the drops in deeper to get the ball if, if you're going to say who I think you're going to say I'm going to agree with you I, I would go with Martin Odegaard yeah I, oh, I, I 100% no. agree and I know it's biased I 100% he's, agree with Jansen he's unbelievable at football he's so good mate he's like he is I, I, I would make an argument and you boys are not going to like this I don't think <laughs> Louis you're not going to like this I think in a few years give Odegaard a few he's 22 I think give him a few years he could be as good as De Bruyne Oh my god! Uh, I think he's that echelon. I think he's he is. Mate, he's twenty-two. That's what, blasphemy, George. <laughs> Mate, Kevin De Bruyne is a generational talent. I agree with that. He's my favourite footballer. He's unreal. But I think Odegaard could be as good as him. Oh, I, I wouldn't even put him that far behind now. To be honest with you, okay, I don't think his, he's that far his stats now. aren't there. Watch him play a game of football. Watch Yuri Tielemans first and see how shocking of a shout that is from Tipper. Baller. Zero ball knowledge. <laughs> Martin Odegaard. 
No, I agree. On the eye, Odegaard's, Odegaard is a very good player. I think to say that, you know, he's soon going to be as good as De Bruyne is ridiculous. A little bit rogue. A little bit rogue. Do you reckon? Talking about failed wonder kids. Odegaard, failed wonder kid. He's playing at Arsenal. Arsenal, he played for Real Madrid when he was 16 and now he plays yeah. for Arsenal yeah, but that's how good he was yeah, right? that's Ma- how talented Mesut he was came from Real Madrid to Arsenal and look how that ended up kids ended at Fenerbahce he was unbelievable yeah he doesn't even play Fenerbahce anymore that's tough yeah he got dropped from them well. <laughs> um, but Martin Odegaard is in my team I think the last two years start of this year especially but last year a quality footballer I can't believe he's going he doesn't get team. he doesn't get the stats necessarily he's starting to score more goals my big criticism of Odegaard is he doesn't pull the trigger. I watch him around the box and he tries to like slip it to someone or play a little dink and stuff. I just think sometimes to shoot or pass to the obvious guy on the edge of the box. Um, but if he can get his if he can get his assists, his goals up, that man is a um, is a special special footballer. Just going back to my point, um, De Bruyne left Chelsea in 2014 for Wolfsburg when he was 23. That's younger than Odegaard is now. And at Chelsea, I know that Mourinho probably shouldn't have let him go, but he definitely wasn't anywhere near as good as Odegaard. So, so I think that's really was. difficult to say because De Bruyne barely played for yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. It's, about, it's a hard comparison. But what I'm saying is that the time that De Bruyne has excelled, he went to Wolfsburg and was very good at Wolfsburg, and that was when he was 23 to 24 and then he joined Man City again at 24 and since then he's been unbelievable but I think his first couple of years at Man City Odegaard's still better than I think you could that that, that is a fair comparison mm. Odegaard's form at the moment is as good as De Bruyne was in his first few years I mean and that's ridiculous oh to well, Man say. City no, no, no that's no. ridiculous to say uh, De Bruyne went to Wolfsburg and won the player of the year in the Bundesliga in his first season. Yeah, as soon as he left Chelsea, he was set on fire. Yeah, he was, he's still he's he still older he's still older than Odegaard at, at that time. He was, yeah, but it's I think it's um because there was a story as well where he had a talk with Mourinho. Mourinho told him like you're like the sixth choice centre mid like for me, and De Bruyne was like I've come here wanting to sort of like show myself and I'm sort of behind all these players. Um, I think it's unfair to say that he wasn't as good because he couldn't show it. Um, I'm not saying he wasn't, but I think that's not an unfair comparison. It's, that's not, what I'm it's saying. not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. And I think Odegaard, we'll come back in a few years. We'll meet up in a few years when we're all gone our different ways after uni. Odegaard will be winning player of the seasons and Louis, you can apologise <laughs> to me. God, I really hope so. Someone T- clip that. Tielemans, <laughs> Tielemans will not be winning player of the season. <laughs> yes, he will. He'll be going back to FC Basel or something. That's where we'll be off to. Um, I think as well, although I'm biased and will be putting Odegaard in my team, it would be unfair if we didn't look at Christian Eriksen in there. He's been doing very well for Man United so far, uh, and obviously, yes, he was. At, oh. He was at wait. He was at Inter Milan for a couple of seasons where it didn't go as well. But before that, he was a very good Spurs player. Um, one of the only Spurs player, players I actually respect, um, and he was very good there. He was being he was being compared with Özil and stuff at the time. Um, Mate, these are the footballers I like. They, so this is where I played centre mid and that sort of eight position and these are the players that I love like De Bruyne Eriksen Odegaard I do think I, I think uh, Eriksen's a brilliant player and he seems like a top bloke I think potentially that means he's slightly overrated oh do you think I think the uh, heart attack might as well yeah yeah that, that's what I mean as well add that into the mix yeah I think that means that people think wow he's come back from a heart attack rather than sometimes 
they give him more credit because of that. He is also a Judas to Brentford as well. <laughs> yeah, they don't like him, him anymore, do they? Yeah, well, they yeah they hate him because he he just used them for six months. Brentford, literally the only team in the top five leagues that would actually take him um, and play him. They did really well for them. It was a it was a good relationship they had, and then he just binned them off for more money. And Man United, yeah. So Brentford fans hate him. But what I mean, was the, what was that transfer fee? What to Man United? Yeah, it was free. It was, it was only free. six months. Brentford took him on. Uh, okay. But they wanted to sign him for like another year. Um, but yeah, he just went to Man United for the money. But he is doing very well, and I think he is in that debate. It'd be unfair if we just put like a on-form young Odegaard in there, maybe over Eriksson. However. For me, he does get in there. Odegaard gets in the team. Last but not least, we, we brushed over Thiago Alicantra earlier. Um, but but can we have our thoughts on that? I mean, fully fit, he he is brilliant. This is, I think this is like another Casemiro where like, if you look to his career and then put him in this team, Thiago probably is in this team. No, he's not. But, but no, he is based on his Bayern Munich career. And At Bayern, he was year. unbelievable. He was unreal. But in the Premier League, he ha- he was very good um, two seasons ago, but he isn't. He isn't. He's also older. Uh, he's quality, but he isn't in there for me. Well, fully fit. Liverpool fans will tell you he's their main man. True, yeah. but then Odegaard is Arsenal's main man, and That's Arsenal tough. are top of the league. That's, That's really tough. tough. And Liverpool are what ninth? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Who isn't <laughs> a main man at his club. Tielemans. <laughs> Tielemans is the main man. Tielemans is not even the main man at Leicester, mate. I'm, I'm sick of this Tielemans slander. He's the fourth best midfielder in that midfield, by the way. <laughs> You've got... What, you fancy Ndidi? Uh, Ndidi, James Madison, and none other than Doosby Hall, who is unbelievable. No, who is the most overrated footballer in the Premier League. Oh, he's Premier so League? <laughs> you know in the Premier you know League. Doosby Hall is? Uh, young. 22. Yeah. He's 22. Yeah, that's the same age as Odegaard. He's got a cracking trim as well, to be fair. <laughs> And Abomlahor does think he's better than Kovacic. So, um, look, we've got to believe in Gabby. Doosby Hill's a quality bowler. Um, <laughs> believe in Gabby. But if we're moving on from this... I think Thiago. I think Thiago's overrated, mate. I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Mm. But anyway, it's a we'll, um, Ode- Odegaard's going in the team. It's the best ever performance I've seen from a player at Carroll Road, so he must be a good player. Um, <laughs> going on to the other midfielder, is there even any debate about this? If there's any debate about this... We can swiftly move on from Kevin De Bruyne. Of course we can. It's, it's yeah. the one. Okay, good. Uh, we don't even have to debate it, do we? No, I'm not debating that. I would, I would say he's probably in the top five best players in the world at the moment. I think he is the best player in the world at the moment. The number one? Yeah. Oh, I'd, say it's, I'd say it's Haaland and then Neymar. And then Messi. Oh, this is so tough. This debate is actually really difficult now because I'd throw Mbappe into that mix. Oh, that's also true. Right, this is for another show, I reckon. (laughs) The top five players. But De Bruyne is the first name on the team sheet in this team as well. Yeah, he's the best player in the Premier League, I think. Um, I know you're going to say Haaland, but um, yeah, De Bruyne for me, just because. Yeah, we'll do this another time. Haaland without De Bruyne we don't know what would happen but we can all agree that De Bruyne with a different striker would still assist well he has done hasn't he he's assisted loads of goals when they haven't even had a striker exactly and scores and he actually played up and works hard yeah and presses he does it all mate right we'll go we did left back first didn't we so we'll go left winger Um, Louis do you want to kick us off (sighs) Hmm. this is tough really tough I would say it's between two I think left wingers has less talent so, than right wingers in the Premier League. So what I would say is, I really want to put Phil Foden in this team, but I'm not going to, obviously, because okay. of the three Man City. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So otherwise, I think he gets in. So it's tough. I I think if I'm allowed to, I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, Jansen George, because of you know where he plays at the moment for Spurs, but it is Hyungmin Son. I I would agree. I I would say it's between Son and Sterling. Sterling in recent years. Yeah. Sterling. Yeah. Mm, that's outrageous. The T Rex. His stats don't lie. I'm a Chelsea fan, and he doesn't go in my team. Yeah, I wouldn't say he gets in there over human son. No. He didn't even but play many the... games last year. That's why he left Man City. You cannot say on Premier League. You, you just said on current form. You cannot say on Premier League form. Sterling gets in the team. He's, he also can't stop scoring for Chelsea, by the way. Yeah, and that's also completely rugged right from you, Bowen. Because Son's been rubbish until last week. Yeah, Son, last but Son's la- Son last year was unbelievable. And Sterling's still only 26 years old as well. And he's done it for that many years. He was unreal at Liverpool. I don't like... I don't rate... I, I just don't think... I think... I think... He, look... I don't, I don't rate Sterling. I don't think he gets my England team. That's not... Sterling's 27. 27. Fact check. Sorry, he was 26. And Son's 30. At one point he was, he was yeah. <laughs> he's, to be fair, Sterling's a lot younger than I thought he was, if he's 27. This is what I mean, I he was, was doing 30, it at Man City 30. when he was 23, 24. Yeah, fair game. And he, and he won Premier League, the, he won um, Player of the Season, did he not? Oh, he came second to Van Dijk, didn't he? He burst onto the scene pretty early. He did. Like Michael Richards. Can I throw a rogue, rogue shout out? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to anyway. God. He's got a hat trick of the weekend. Trossard. Oh no, please no, don't do that. It's not, it's not, no, no. Mate, no. Brighton are fourth. Go on, let him fight his case. Brighton are fourth? Yeah, because of the goat Graham Potter. <sighs> well, how many golden, started pretty well. How many golden boots has Trossard won in the Premier League? Loads. Well, obviously not any. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, human Son has won how many? You have to take into Two? account, you have to take into account the people one. they're playing with. One. Yeah, true. Yeah, but oh no, Spurs is it's human song has just been with Harry Kane. Yeah, it's got no one it's else. Not, really not a bad partner, to be fair. It's not a bad partner. If no. I was playing up front, I wouldn't mind playing with Harry Kane. Utter, I can't say that. Um, <laughs> but no, human song. I think I think is there at left wing. Um, he won. He won player goal of the season last season as well. Um, he's an unreal footballer. I hate to say it because he's a Spurs man. But he is a very, very yeah. Good I like Tom, but but I mean, he hasn't been good this year. Uh, he hasn't been good this year. No, he I mean, he scored that hat trick in ten minutes, so he's yeah. played well for ten minutes this season. Yeah, he was awful in the North London derby as well. He was horrendous. He got absolutely bodied out of the game by Ben White. I think it's been one of those seasons for Son where it just hasn't clicked for him yet. Mm. And I think last weekend was was just a, a showing of what he can do and how devastating he can be. And I think it might be the spark that sets him off this season mm. yeah and I think he has to be there I think he is left wing I think it's harsh not to put him in yeah I, I, I'm trying to think of other players I think it's the most talented I'll, I'll throw a few more names out Palace have a lot of good front players Wilfred Zaha Zaha's quite a good shout he's probably the best of them yeah he's been really good this year as well yeah and he's been unreal this year um, I had another one in my head uh, Bowen at West Ham he's right, very he's good a, he's a right winger yeah he yeah. is a right winger and he's had a bad season yeah, and he has had, but he was very good last season. Very yeah. good last season. Um, Madison, good player on the left, and he's a very good player. He's I no, believe he's not. He's nowhere near this debate for left wing though. Mm. He's not even near Sterling. I think he's near Sterling, mate. No, 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 no. I think he's better than Sterling. You think Madison's better than yeah. Sterling at on the ball? Wing? On the ball at left wing? No, no, no potentially yeah. not. So he can't. He can't be in that debate for me. And the one that I was thinking, which whose name eluded me slightly earlier, was Alison Maximan. 
Uh, I like him a lot, to be fair. Really good player. I do like him. Uh, but is he better than Gabriel Martinelli? And the answer is no. <laughs> so if we're putting left wingers in there, I mean, Gabriel Martinelli <laughs> is third choice here, I think. Because he's had a good he's been nine unreal games. This, he's been unreal this <laughs> season. He's unreal. I think if you're picking a seven-a-side team, Sam Maximan's your first name on a team sheet. Unreal skills. Yeah, him and Jaden Sancho are very good. FIFA Street. But if we're sticking to this team, we're sticking to the three-player rule. Human Son. Yeah, he's our first Spurs player as well, actually. I think, yeah, I think Son's the best. I think Son's the best. So I do agree with you there. Um, Let's pencil him in. We pend him in, mate. Pend him in. I think think the last two are pretty self-explanatory, are they not, boys? Well, starting to write. See, we all know who we're thinking here is Mohamed Salah. I, I would like to say that I think he's overrated. And I think Sadio Mane is. You just far said better. stats don't lie. Is, uh, stats don't <laughs> you lie. You just say stats don't lie. You said Mo Salah's overrated. Mohamed Salah. Watch oh, him play football. Oh, it's mate. not beautiful. Some of the goals he scored. Oh, some are good, but he's not, he's not like. He's not. He's not glamorous on the ball. No, he's, he's not. not but that doesn't mean that he's not a good. No, yeah, exactly. it doesn't. Haaland but is not glamorous on the ball. True. And he's scores unlimited goals and you just said he was the best player in the world right now Uh, yeah he is based on current form but Mohamed Salah I don't know what it is I I always thought Sadio Mane was better than Salah that's delusional as well oh that's not delusional Um, it it just is uh, he had a very very slow start as well he also was a a Chelsea reject wasn't he yep Um, he actually did probably better than De Bruyne did at Chelsea though mate Chelsea reject does not mean anything it usually uh, make, makes you a really good player yeah, yeah it's, usually, it's usually like credit yeah, yeah, in the yeah. back true true but then he went to what was it um, Fiorentina did quite well there then he went to Roma we did very well there uh, in a shabby Italian league and then came to Liverpool and he did set it on fire 32 just... goals in 36 matches his first Premier League season with Liverpool I mean the stats are very good 10 assists as well so it's not like he's just a goal man. look he, if I'm being objective he's in the team but do I want to put him in my Premier League 11 the answer is no who you, who you having instead of Salah I think Phil Foden is a quality what, footballer on the right and then you can't have yeah. Haaland that's true so he wouldn't be there so you can't do that so, um, so Jan I, I, I was a Mo Salah disbeliever as well at the start the first few years he started scoring sort of 35-40 goals a year I still thought he was a bit rubbish and he just popped up and put it in the net. A bit like Sterling used to do at City, actually. Yeah, that's true. Um, which I, I think is why you don't like Sterling either. Um, but, mate, I think with Salah, if you if you started watching him every game for those, um, for those, for those seasons he was getting 35, 40 goals... Yeah, one of them one one of them a game would be a tap in and the other one would be a worldie. The amount of times he cut in on his left foot and just put it in that top left... It's ridiculous. He, he was a machine. Yeah. He is. He is a. He's not a glamorous footballer, but his left foot is a wand. It is. I it disagree is. that he's not a glamorous footballer. Mate, when you, he doesn't you look like sight. Neymar. He doesn't look like Sam Maxman on the ball. But he's got really good feet. Technically, he has he's got does. good feet. Yes, he does. He just yeah. looks a bit like. <laughs> this is so rogue. <laughs> he looks a bit like Handro, but he can play football. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's really offensive. No, that's actually really. Yeah. <laughs> I've just compared the most Salah he's not, he's not level, to the so. captain of Casa de Banza. <laughs> trying to compare the... Mo Salah. It's disgusting. <laughs> he's George. nowhere near Alex, by the way. Let's just get that clear. Um, but look, he is in. Objectively, Salah is in this team. Do I want to put him in my Premier League eleven? No. I don't, I don't think like you can it. argue. Thirty-two goals versus twenty-two. 
then 19, then 22, and then 23 again. Like He's done it for season after season. He does, now. but he's also, let, let's not forget this as well. He's a right winger who basically has played up front for the last four or five years. He's still been the, the top goal scorer in three of the last five years. He has, yeah, but he's in a system with a very good Liverpool team that allows them to score a lot of goals. And that can be, yes, we can say about Haaland with Man City system. We can say about uh, Harry Kane or whatever, the way they play through him. He, he is. Jan, he, look, he's in this team. He's in this team. Yeah, he is, he is in this, this team. team. Yeah. Do I want to put him in then? No, but he is in this team. Do you think them bringing in Nunes has been a factor in his lack of goal contributions this season? Who's there, Salah? Salah. I think so. I think so. He still yeah. had five goal contributions in seven matches. You know, I know, but for, by his standards, that isn't very. Good. Do you know? I saw actually. So I don't know where I saw it, but a, a good explanation for it. At why Salah hasn't been as good and why Trent hasn't been as good is because of the right centre mid role. So Harvey Elliott has been playing there, who is a number 10. Before that, it was Henderson, who would actually like cover back for Trent when he used to go up wide. Yeah, they're trying when, to change their tactics. Yeah, like when Trent, trying to change his tactics. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, story. when Trent goes wide, Henderson would drop in and cover for yeah. that like missing area, the missing space. And that would allow Salah to obviously come out from a wide position, go in and score goals. He always up. played... Henderson almost played as a hybrid, didn't he? Yes. Kind of like a kind of right back tucked in centre midfielder, yeah. up and down sort of role. Which allowed Trent to get really wide, really, really high, wide and hard, Salah to yeah. come in. But now you've got sort of Harvey Elliott or Carvalho in the role. Yeah, who push up quite wide, which forces Salah out even wider, and Trent then can't also go because they've got zero forward, balance. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw that and the, the reason why Klopp's doing it, or they think the reason why Klopp's doing it, is to make the right side like unbelievable going forward. So if they all ticked, you'd have Trent, Harvey Elliott and Salah, all attacking players on the right hand, to overload that. But I think it's had the adverse effect. Mm. Yeah. Which is interesting. But yeah, Salah's in the team, basically. Salah is in the team. He's got to be. And then, is there any point talking about the striker? I think there is a point. Now, this is, this is if a... If you bring up Gabriel Jesus... No, 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 no. I'm not going to bring up Jesus, don't worry. This is just a question as to what form means. Because if we're going off strikers, form Haaland's there. If we're going off Premier League people that have played the Premier League for years and done it in the years, Cristiano Ronaldo is in this team. No, it's not. If we had to put an 11 right out right now, Haaland's there. But if you're but that, going that's, off a Premier League That's the 11, team we're doing. We're not doing oh, the all-time Premier League. Yeah, if it's all-time 11, then Ronaldo. Yeah, true, 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 true. But I don't... Anyway, we'll do this when we come to the debate. I want to get a hand off for this, but Ronaldo doesn't get in my all-time Premier League. I think that's the wrong debate that we should be having on the striker role. I think the debate yes, is between Haaland and Kane, Kane right? Kane's. And yeah. Jesus. And Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so what I w- want to ask you boys is, could Haaland do in Spurs' team what Kane does in Spurs' team? Yes. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think he could. No, that's a, I think that's a good shout. Kane drops in and feeds people long and then gets into areas. Haaland's just in there and he puts the ball in the net. Right. Kane in that Man City team would score loads of goals as well. Let's not forget. Oh yeah, I think I think Ivan Tony or Mitrovic in that Man City. Yeah, I think I'd score loads of goals, goals in that yeah, team. Exactly. Um, no, I, I completely agree with you. I don't think Haaland in that Spurs Spurs team. I don't think Haaland in that Spurs team would do um, would do nearly as well as Harry Kane does in the Spurs team. I think that's that's not necessarily to say that. You know, Haaland wouldn't score goals in that Spurs team, but I think Spurs would wouldn't be able to function without Kane. Whereas City, we've seen over the years, you know, they they don't need Haaland to be a, a top side. I mean, he's made them unbelievable this year, but mm. but they don't need him to be to be at the very best. I do think that's a valid debate, and I think Kane Kane is an unbelievable player. 
I just think if you were to design a striker, you'd literally design Erling Haaland. He's quick, he's big, he's strong, mm. he's good on the ball, he finishes. He's good with his right foot he's as well. good with his right foot. The other thing we need it, to consider is that... I mean, that header at the weekend was unbelievable and headings is weakness, apparently. <laughs> the other thing we need to consider is that in this team, we don't need a striker that drops in. We've got KDB, we've got Yuri Tillemans, you know, we've <laughs> we got all the best players, players in the, the team. We don't way. have to. Yeah, <laughs> we've got Declan Rice, right? We've got we've got a team that can find someone in the box. We've got Reese James Yuri, whipping Reece in James, balls. Zinchenko. Yeah, so we Diaz just need someone to finish it all off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... We can all agree Haaland's that man. I, I do also think, and this is a point, this is what this team should be. If you were a manager, who are you signing? I think I think we could put it as, like Haaland could have played for England, by the way, when he was younger. If Haaland was there or Kane to put in the England squad for this World Cup, we'd all be putting Haaland in that team. Yeah, absolutely. He'd be uh, in the team. Yeah, I think you would. I don't care if Harry Kane's captain. Yeah, I think that's the only thing. I think but, Southgate, like, so if you take out personal relationships and leaders. Well, yeah, well, well, Southgate should be out the window anyway. Yeah, Southgate but, should be manager. That, that's a different debate. Maybe that should be another one. Another one. Who should be the England manager? Um, no, yeah, Harland, uh, Harland is there. That's, that's our number nine. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. We agreed? We are. That's okay, so we've got our 11. I'll read the 11 out, penned in, and then we'll go for a song. We're going to do three subs and then we'll talk a bit fantasy football. So, the 11. In goal, we've got Alisson from Liverpool. At the back, reading from right to left, we have Rhys James of Chelsea, Ruben Diaz of Manchester City, Virgil van Dijk of Liverpool and... Is it Alexander Sinchenko? Uh, yeah. Alexander Sinchenko of Arsenal. Holding in the midfield sort of six role we've got Declan Rice of West Ham United ahead of him we have Kevin De Bruyne of Manchester City and Martin Odegaard of Arsenal on the right wing we've got Mohamed Salah of Liverpool on the left wing we have Hungmin Son from Tottenham Hotspur and up front we have Erling Haaland 15 14 goals in um seven games or whatever it is yeah 14 and 8 games 14 and 8 games for Manchester City so it's not a bad team boys mm. he scored two last night in the Champions League as well it's just on fire just doesn't surprise me anymore no yeah, he's, he's too yeah Harlan scored it's like, yeah. classic um, yeah it's a good team it's a good team I think William Saliba is unlucky not to get in this team I will just <laughs> we can say talk about reiterate. maybe he can be our defensive sub yeah right song break Louis your suggestion um, what have you got and don't make it too niche. Too niche, because yeah, like we found out last year, we do sometimes struggle to find the songs. Okay, George, I'll uh, I'll mainstream it up a bit for you. Could I have Propeller by J5 and Dave? Pro, how do you spell Propeller? P-R-O-P-E-L-L-E-R. Oh, we don't have it. No trouble. Well, we have Propeller Heads, but that's not it, is it? No, that's that's not really it. Can I have Walking on a Dream, Empire of the Sun? Walking on a Dream, Empire of the Sun. Of course you can, Louis. Thanks, mate. Here we go. So this is Empire, uh, Walking on a Dream by Empire of the Sun.
so that was Walking on a Dream by Empire of the Sun. Thank, thank you very much, Louis. Um, so, yeah, our 11, just to recap one more time. Alison in goal, Reese James, Diaz, Van Dijk, Zinchenko, Declan Rice, De Bruyne, Odegaard, Salah, Harlan, Son. And like I said before the song, we are going to get three subs, one for each line of the team, so to speak. Um, but first of all, we're going to return to one of my favourite games, one of my favourite times of the week, my favourite parts of the week. Su- Sudden Death, or Sutton Death, named after Chris Sutton, my all-time hero. Um, <laughs> so for this section of the show, I hand it over to Jansen. We'll just recap what we do quickly. Hand it over to Jansen, who provides me and uh, someone else who I'm playing against with a category. We then take it in turns to give correct answers which fall within that category and the first person to give a wrong answer or not able to give an answer at all loses and I'll keep score throughout the year as I did last year uh, just to remind everyone I did win last year so Jansen as always over to you so this year the first topic of this year um, we've got a sport related one and uh, just just to clarify, I will say the say the topic. We'll start with the contestant this week. We'll start with Louis. Um, he'll give an answer, and we'll go back and forth between uh, the two of the guests. Um, and the first person to either list one that isn't in the list or can't come up with an answer will lose, and the other person will win. Uh, so kicking off this week, Jan, just quickly, do you reckon I should underline? Do you reckon I should put? Um Suspense music on in the background, if you want to. Yeah, you definitely you should. Could do. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Here we go. Turns out it's not suspense music. Yeah. It's just a... <laughs> suspense music is on. It's not on in the studio, right? Because okay. my so, on. Starting. We've got Olympic sports. Now this is summer and winter Olympic oh, sports. Oh, winter Olympics. This is going to go on forever. Uh, Olympic sports. However, I will be, like, if you don't get the wording correct, you're out. So oh, if, it, if you say something that's slightly wrong, it's gone. Um, Can so I just this is ask a, a question? Go on. I think this is fair. Does track and field come under one? Um interesting you know what I mean or is it is it do we have to name the individual because I think that should come under one um interestingly enough I can't see any of those on here so is it just athletics for example I think it is okay. potentially yes well, one. um but yeah uh this is as of 2022 as well so this not isn't okay, necessarily okay, of the ones okay. coming up I don't okay. know but this sure. is just what's on the website Paralympics uh, just Olympics just anything? Olympics okay, okay. Right. so Louis start kicking off. us Wait off go well you'd be stupid not to say the one that's been said already so athletics well done Louis well done thanks <laughs> good start mate good back start. to George uh, I'll go for the uh, the cycling road race cycling road yeah <laughs> yes well, you were pulling some back. funny faces there <laughs> I was worried for a second back to Louis um, badminton it's a very good answer thank you yeah, I appreciate that I'd go for the, the the time trial in cycling is that different? yep there's a road race and there's a time trial yeah but there's a long jump and there's a triple jump so what That's would you say it's called? exactly you'd say it's called cycling time trial I'd say it's the 
a time trial, yeah. That's what it's called, mate. I know that for a fact. Because <laughs> Bradley Wiggins white. Is it mountain bike? Would you say it's mountain bike? <laughs> because time trial isn't there. And I did say I would be stingy. However, the wording of some of these sports is ridiculous. <laughs> that, that, mate, I'm telling you for a fact, the time trial's in the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Should we give it to him? We'll call it cycling mountain bike. We'll call it that. Let's call it that. It, it's nice. It's very nice. There um, is cycling road. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, carry on. There you go. Oh. The okay. men's time trial. Yeah. Well, we'll call it the cycling mountain bike. That's what you've said. That's different. It I'm, is there. I'm going to stick on my theme of racket sports and go for table tennis. Table tennis. Is it there? It should be there. It is there. Thanks, well done, Back to George. <laughs> Do you know, like, I'm really nervous about this because there's so many... You always say niche ones. you just got to say the obvious ones first. Yeah, but my, my mind's kind of a bit... Because, like, it's the exact event, right? So it's swimming, but are they... Is it every single swimming event? Can I just say no, swimming? Yeah, swimming is the answer. Oh, right, yeah. okay. It's not the individual, like, actual... Event, it's yeah, basically it's the, the sport. sport so yeah. I'm gonna go for judo. Judo. I'm pretty sure that is what it is. It is there. Yeah, it is it there. Is. I will say this as well, which might help you. It's the only sport under J. Okay. So if you're thinking of anything else beginning with J, boxing. Boxing should be there, and it is there. Well done. Here we go. What about that three v three basketball that they've just put in? There's no way you've just listed that off. That's an unbelievable answer. Thank you. Me. I remember watching it and it's, it's really good it for is the neutral. Highly intense. Highly mm. intense. It's a very good answer as well. Thanks. Well, in this Olympics, they also had rugby sevens. So, what would you say it's called? Rugby sevens. It is. Exactly rugby sevens. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's not even called rugby, it's just rugby sevens. Um, a good answer. Back to Louis. Jensen, I would like the gymnastics, please. Gymnastics, it's got to be there. It is. Not there. It is. Gymnastics is gymnastics in the Olympics. Is in the Olympics. It's actually called artistic gymnastics, apparently. Okay. But yes, you can have it. <laughs> I think that would be we really also hard. Did, we did give one to Bowman and we'll give that one to you. Thanks, mate. Um, that would be harsh. Well, it's called artistic. I don't know, mate. Interesting. I really don't. Fencing. Is there. Well done. Is there. Back to Louis. Another new one. Did you see that, uh, like, 12-year-old British girl in the skateboarding who was unbelievable? Yeah, she won a gold medal? Silver, I think. Silver, But silver. she was really cool. So she, skateboarding, Jan. Skateboarding is is definitely there. It is, yeah. Good answer. Back to George. Uh, volleyball. Volleyball. The only one under V. It's there. Thank you. Um, Back to Louis. A contentious one, actually. Not not because it's not in the Olympics, but just because it's of the divide within the own sport, whether it should be in the Olympics or not. And that is golf. Obviously, Justin it, Rose, the winner in Rio. This is of 2022, and golf is definitely in the Olympics. The only one under G as well. <laughs> We've ruled out three letters. Although now. gymnastics should be under G, it's not. Um, <laughs> this is on the Olympics.com as well. It's under we? artistic. It is. Art artistic golf. Um, but golf is there. Good answer. Can but I have the indoor cycling so I did both the roads and we have the indoor track cycling 
which will be called track cycling. It is cycling track. Yeah. Has George said any that aren't cycling? Yeah, it's <laughs> ticking off with the cycling ones. So this is summer and winter. This is summer and winter. So I'm going to go for like the the downhill skiing. Downhill skiing. Oh no. What would you say it's called? Because that uh, isn't what it's called. But I would allow you to actually call it what it's called. Oh gosh, ski slalom. That's what I'd call that. Uh, that's exactly what I would call it. They wouldn't call it that. Of course they wouldn't. I don't know whether to give it to you or not. I don't know. What's it called? Well, there's ski jumping, which isn't what you said. That's not what I've and said. And there's ski mountaineering, which oh. is what you said. No, it isn't. Mountaineering. Speed, there's speed skating as well. Yeah, that's totally I've said different. neither of them. Maybe, but you know, list of three answers. Yeah, yeah, it's not there. What? Come on! What was it that you said exactly? Slalom. Ski slalom. Yeah, it's not there. I don't know if it is in the Olympics. I, Winter Olympics. I think it is. <laughs> slalom oh, so Olympics sharp. the men's slalom competition of Beijing 2022 was held on the 16th of February so so there is one I don't I don't quite know where you're getting your answers Jan well it's on olympics.com I'm actually on the official well Wikipedia seems to disagree with See, Alpi- Wikipedia. Alpine skiing it'll be called Jan oh is that what it is is that is that there it is there yeah but did you say alpine skiing I didn't That's what you meant. I think you can cut me off for that no I, we no, we can keep you on actually no we're not we'll end it there it's an unlucky that was I, a think tough it's, one. I think it's harsh but it's fair it is yeah we were given the rules at the start of the game the best answer though does go to Louis with three on three basketball thank you yeah, I did it was like very that. good that's cool um, but yeah George wins 1-0 it was quite a long game as well. it was, it was yeah. a long game right boys so we better crack on with these subs so our defensive sub obviously we had Saliba yeah it's William Saliba is the defensive sub in our in our team yeah but he's young he's good I'm still going to be stringent on this sub on this three max rule so we can't have any City players as a sub and we can't have any Liverpool players as a sub oh we could have an Arsenal player we could have Chelsea or we could have anyone else basically but if we have Saliba we can't have any other Arsenal players uh, yeah I would say I would say that's fair I'd say Saliba any objections well Louis? you know it, it covers our centre back but we don't cover our full backs with that sub true Diaz so, could play though could he he has been known to has he uh, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen him play fullback. He probably could do a job, but I don't think he's ever actually shown it. Um, Mate. Well, look, is this actually someone we'd bring on, or is this just no, I, like the next person to go in? Well, that. William Saliba, then I think. Otherwise, if we're actually bringing on a defender that would be useful, it'd probably be like Ben White or something. Because he yeah, could play right back, he could play centre back, he even could play left back. What about Tarek Lamptey? Quality, but he is always injured. He's class. Eric Dyer. No. no. How no, does he no. always get in that England squad? He's been know. rubbish for years. Welcome to Gareth Southgate. How oh is Harry God. Maguire in the... Because uh, he's good in the three. He is. That's exactly why. Maybe Dyer's good in the three. We didn't even yeah. say we didn't even say uh, Lissandro Martinez as well. I sent that, by the way. No, and we didn't say Laporte either. No, but Laporte isn't as good as Ruben Diaz. I think that's maybe why. But Lissandro Martinez, although he's five foot nine, uh, which is average height, just had to clear <laughs> which up. Which is really tall. Alex. Uh... <laughs> he is very good at centre back. I really like him. So I think Saliba Jansen's quite strong on Saliba. Just a couple of other names I'd like to throw in. So yeah, obviously 
we can't have a port because Man City. It's a different team. You've got you've got a couple at Chelsea who are right, Louis. Your boys, Fafana. Um, yeah, really good at Leicester. Hasn't really shown it for for Chelsea yet. Although he did score last night. Um, picked up an unfortunate injury oh. again. He's he struggled with injuries a bit. He does. Um, yeah, so hopefully that's not too bad. But I I think. Yeah, I'm not sure he's ready for this team yet. I'll say that. Mm. Gay at Palace? Yeah, he's not William Saliba. If we're, if we're, uh, we're bringing in good players out. and stuff, but like William Saliba is 21 years old and looks like the most comfortable centre-back in the league at the moment. You watch him play in the North London derby where he dribbles through two players out of his own box. It, it, the man has composure. He's brilliant. I know I'm biased, but he is very, very good. All right. So, Louis, are you happy to concede Did you just William bring in Gay? Yeah, I just mentioned that. I think that's really random. <laughs> I'm trying to think of on big six teams and players that might have a shout. Of Tarkovsky, good player. Well, like him. if, yeah, you, if you're looking at Palace, how good has Joachim Anderson been this year? Yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, he was injured though. He's very good. I do like him. That's very true, Louis. That's a very, very good point. He, he could compete with Saliba, but Jansen seems pretty set on Saliba. So we're six I'm, I'm happy with Saliba on the yeah. bench. Right, our midfield line sub. Can't be Man City. Can't, can't be Liverpool. Arsenal. Can't be Arsenal. Can't be Liverpool. Um, Which makes it tough. What about the man who's sort of carrying a struggling Southampton team, James Ward-Prowse? A good shout. I like that shout. Don't hate it, but the one that I thought was the obvious one is the one that we talked about quite a lot in the actual team was Kante. Yes. True. Yeah. But will Declan Rice ever get injured? Probably not. Probably not. He I mean, keeps going. He just rolls over every week. <laughs> yeah. Ericsson, though. He was another one that was mentioned. He was. He was. I think Ericsson's a better footballer than James Ward-Prowse. He I is. I like James Ward-Prowse. But if you need someone to come and score a, a free kick in yeah. your Premier League eleven, But are you, are you just bringing someone on to score a free kick? True. Yeah, true. If we're going the best footballer outside of the ones we picked, it's probably N'Golo Kante, in fairness. Yeah, I think so. So we can put Kante in there, maybe. Happy with him. Yeah. Happy with Kante. There we go. And forward line sub. I think this one's pretty self-explanatory as well. I'll, I'll hand it over to you boys as well, though. Harry Kane. Um, first, yeah. That's that's the name that was on my lip. Or Gabriel Jesus. But we can't put him in. Do you know who I wish I could say, right? If the main man, Divock Origi, was still in the league. <laughs> off the bench, he is unbelievable. That's it's the goal. <laughs> off the bench, he just scores every time. And... I mean, you could say the same for Giroud as well, but unfortunately left the league. Um, same as Origi. I mean, I probably wouldn't go for Origi. No. But I just think that would be a, a nice impact. That's a bit of culture, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Origi in the team. It's just nice to mention, isn't it? Just because he's mm. wicked. He would be good. I think Kane's the obvious shout, though. I yeah. Think Kane's the obvious shout. I think he is. But then you've got you've got Ivan Tony. Yeah. Who I really like. Mitro. Mitro. There's a lot of good strikers knocking about. There are. We've got a lot of actually proper number nines in the league as well. That was an, okay, Aguero was a number nine, was very good, yeah. but he's not like your classic number nine build. Yeah. We've, like, we've got Haaland, Mitrovic, even Tony, yeah. Harry Kane, maybe not classic, classic, but he's good. Um, yeah, I think. Isaac. Isaac. He looks good. like a player, by the way. Very good. And young. Diego and Costa. Diego Costa. <laughs> Showed some pace actually the other day when I watched him. He got slipped in. Yeah. It was very fast. He's not quite the same as the Chelsea Diego Costa though. No, is he? he's not. No, we didn't even mention Joel Linton at centre mid as well. By the way, who he's I, been really who good. Who I will add is very, very good at his box to box role in yeah. the Newcastle team. Yeah, it's 
Funny, and Bruno, plays a striker for the first two yeah, years. He, he was there. Yeah, he can't. What's weird is that <laughs> for a centre, how bad he was. Yeah, if you look at his centre mid qualities, right, and you look at defensively, he's really good. He's strong. He's big. He wins headers. He's good at bringing the ball forward. He can pass. He can move. His one weakness, even as a centre mid, is he can't shoot. Yeah, he can't <laughs> score. They goals. thought, oh, let's bang him up top. And he was a. <laughs> Um, he yeah, is quality he has done very well. we didn't even mention Bruno well. Gomares as well at yeah. CBM, who is also very good give him two years um, but yeah I, I think up front Harry Kane we even debated him with Haaland slightly um, I think Harry Kane's probably there so yeah we're, we're settled on those subs then Saliba, Kante, Kane nice like who's our manager uh, there's only one manager mate the goat Graham Potter <laughs> <laughs> it's Mick Arteta it's Pep Guardiola it's Pep but we can't pick Pep Guardiola we've only got three from each team if we're doing it like, if we're doing, it like that yeah if we're doing it like that who's our manager uh, Potter is he yeah no he's not surely he isn't not, not Conte no what I'm having Potter I prefer Arteta yeah, yeah. Can't have Arteta. We can't have Arteta. Can we not? Fair, but I yeah. would have Arteta, Arteta. I would have had Arteta. Ten Hag? Ten Hag? No. Ten Hag's better than Potter. No. Sorry, no. I'm no. going to bat the Man United fans no. Ten no. Hag is better than Potter. That's no. a fact. That's a fact. Potter's made a very, if you look at their 1 to 11, a very average Brighton team, one of the best teams in the league. I don't think it is an average Brighton team, though, because he had Kukurea. He had Kukurea, who was quality. Oh, he has yeah. Lamptey from they Chelsea. Signed for 10, 10 million and he developed. No, 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 that's not true. He was, he was regarded as a, a, he had high potential even before he went there in the Spanish league. He was, he was looked at. He was a left mid. Yeah, okay, one example. McAllister, no one heard of him. He's been unreal. True. Well, he has been gross. last... He also got... Pascal abs- Gross. McAllister got slated when he first came to Brighton. He did nothing. Yeah, he was benched and he, he was awful. He then brought him into the team and yes, he started doing a bit better last season. Pascal Gross is a quality footballer. Uh, yeah, good, but he's not like... But like you got Lewis Dunk in there, who is average. He's a good coach. That's what I'm saying. He, he's coached these players to be as good as they are now. Yeah, Ten Hag though, the, the, with his Ajax team that he had. Okay, yes, he had some very good footballers in it. But to get to the quarterfinals that he did, he won the league multiple, multiple times. Uh, Ten Hag is a better. And to be fair, United looked streaks ahead of what they did last year. Yeah, yeah, they, they turned it around they quick. They didn't against Brentford. <laughs> no, but that that was when they. they I mean, that was what was that his second game? Yeah, second game was against. So Brentford. Louis, it sounds like you have the casting, but I'm going Potter. Jansen's going Ten Hag. Who are you saying? Otherwise, I would put in obviously Pep Guardiola or Arteta. But um, Conte could be there as well. I'm not going. It's offensive to not say Conte. Yeah, here. Conte's a really I good coach, and that's unbiased I think for me. Conte is limited though. I think he's a, a quick fix manager. Coming for a couple of seasons, he might win you a couple of trophies, which is great. And he's good at doing that, but then he's not going to build a long term. Would you say he's like a B Tech Jose Mourinho? Uh, he's, I think he's probably currently better than Jose Mourinho, but maybe is is in the same mold as Mourinho was when Mourinho was. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair, George. Yeah. What I would say is I think Conte is a bit more of a restrictive coach yeah. in terms of you know he he works on discipline in a, in a similar style to Mourinho did. Like he'd have that team set up really well, but I don't know if the style of player we've got would. Mm. Would would work really in that sort of system, and and Potter, you know what he developed at Brighton mm. is this sort of really nice football to mm. watch, which I think we've got the caliber of players to play. Can I add as well though? Okay, I'm just going to say something that will definitely support Ten Hag here is that in our team we've got four at the back, and Conte and Potter both play currently five at the back. Potter doesn't. Potter he, Potter mixes and matches. He does mix and match, yeah. But we've got four at the back, also with one CDM, which is exactly how Ten Hag likes to play. And and actually on that, Jan, the, the total football from Ajax, 
that sort of mould that Ten Hag's mm. trying to introduce at United is is exactly what we've got the calibre to play. Yeah. So so actually, I'm, I've been swayed. Ten Hag. You're going Ten Hag. I want to go Ten Hag. Oh. He's better than Potter. He is. He's not. Yeah. Potter, I think Potter will be out the door by the end of the year. I, I think, think. I think. I like Potter, but he he Chelsea. We'll see. We'll see, Jansen. That that'll be a long time. I think Graham Potter will be one of the best managers in the world. I think. <laughs> he, that I think. Big he, claim from from I think he potentially. I think he potentially. And this is big. I think he potentially. Do you know what I'm going to say? Oh no! Don't say he manages Real within three years. No, I think he might be the predecessor to Pep Guardiola. Okay, the predecessor. Okay, so let's just say uh, that the, Eric Ten Hag worked. Eric Ten Hag worked under Pep Guardiola at Bayern Munich for multiple years. So he he's won't, he won't, he can't go now though. And then Mick Arteta is literally Pep Guardiola's reject. Yeah, but if if Arsenal keep doing well, he won't leave Arsenal. Let's not forget as well. Graham Potter has had years of experience, right? Mick Arteta's only experience as being a manager has been Arsenal. Maybe this can be and look where debate. Arsenal are now. Maybe this can be another debate. Who's gonna? take over Man City or well, who's the best manager in the world well Pep Guardiola yeah that's very true actually right Top five there's our team there is our team uh, do you want to read it John so we've got Alisson in goal we've got Ruben Diaz and Van Dijk uh, centre backs we've got Reese James right back Zinchenko left back Declan Rice at CDM with Odegaard as sort of an 8 De Bruyne as a 10 uh, Salah on the right Son on the left and Erling Haaland up front with our three subs of William Saliba um, Harry Kane up front and our midfielder was N'Golo Kante yes N'Golo Kante midfield and our manager as Eric Ten Hag it's a pretty good team it has to be said I disagree with the manager but um, apart from that it's a very good team um, we don't have that much longer because we are slightly overrunning now but we're going to touch quickly on fantasy football myself and Louis are big fantasy football fans Jan you got into it a bit this year yeah, I usually give up about three weeks in, but I'm actually still going. Still going. I wouldn't say strong. Nice. But, um, I'm still. Yeah. So we have a uni league, and it's a head-to-head league, the one that most people are in. Um, it's basically us boys add a few others. So it's us sort of George Bowman and, and friends group add Alex Thompson, who plays hockey with Louis, and it's an all-round bloke, to be fair. Eve, that lives with us, uh, Louis, and Swano who is vice president of the football club. Of that league, Louis, unfortunately, is top with 18 points. Uh, joint with Eve, actually. Eve's joint oh, top with 18. I'm, I'm third with 16 points. Ollie and Max are sort of 13. And Jan, you're rock bottom, mate. Yeah, I am. It's because it's head-to-head as well. Yeah, so it does make it hard. And also, it this was the first week I've had Haaland in my team. So... Um, this is the first this is the week. first week I had Haaland yeah I'm team. not surprised you're bottom then. Yeah, I'll read so. out the classified results from this league um, for this game week 9 Jansen Lee Gunners 77 uh, <laughs> Murder on the dance floor uh, Alejandro Martinez 87 he has so a very good there. TM Busquets that's me 90 Marching on together that's Ollie Appleyard 80 good game that 90-80 mm. uh, Max Swanson 52 Eve Shaw 74 Big win for Eve. Louis Tipper, the high score of the week, 94. Alex Thompson, <laughs> the low score of the week, 35. Oh, his team's 35. Um, overall points, I'm on 541. Alejandro's on 540. Louis on 540. And Jansen, what's your overall points, Tally? Oh, like 460 or something. <laughs> 460. Yeah, it's been a grind, yeah. It's been an absolute grind. 
I will win the league. At the but end we're of the not year. doing bad, Louis. Five four one and five forty. It's pretty good, That's man. Two hundred k in the in the world. Top two hundred k. I'm beating um, a resident expert on a on a different podcast, uh, FPL Amdi. Who Are you being I'm, Andy? I'm very pleased to be ahead of right now. Yeah, he keeps captaining Salah, which is obviously the wrong call right now. Mm-hmm. But but he can't get his head around the whole Harlan thing. So I've snuck ahead. Good man. Did you Good see man. that guy? I, I can't remember his name is. Who said at the start of the season that he don't he doesn't think Harland will score more than like 15 goals. Probably Michael s- Owen. No, yes, I've seen that video. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what his name is, but uh, yeah, he's he says well. he'll have a good season if he scores fifteen. Yeah, and he would definitely not be in the Golden Boot debate to say that <laughs> would be offensive. Now. He's like, yeah, fourteen goals in eight games. He has since apologised, by the way. He has, yes, which is quite funny. So we'll do a bit of a longer fantasy football thing next week when we have a bit more time. But um, one recommendation for you both, I guess the the easy one for me would be to say captain Harland every week and make sure you have Harland yeah. Louis anything else um, well yeah I mean it, it, it depends where you're looking this week I think um, you, you've got to be aware that there's this blank game week coming up that City and Arsenal are both in, both involved in um, I think that's game week 12 yeah it is yeah so so you've got to be aware to, to sort of get those players out before that blank game week or or at least have a good enough bench to cover it that that would be my top tip for this week to start planning for that for that blank game week. Jam, anything to add? Um, yeah, Captain Harland. Make sure you've got Arsenal players in your team because we're unbelievable. Um, and William Saliba is the best centre back in the league. Hasn't been dribbled past this uh, season, by the way, yet. And he's got two goals. I think goals. getting an Arsenal defender is not a bad shout, to be fair. And it's quite good value with Saliba, so that's not actually a bad a bad shout from you, Jam. I quite like that. Thank you. Thank you. Right, there we go, boys. So the first George Bowman and Friends of this year. A uh, very good start. Like I say, that's the format of the show every week. We're going to have a debate. And, um, yeah, we're going to have the other features sort of intertwined with that. I- inter- intertwined or interdispersed? Yeah, that's a nice word. Intertwined yeah, within really nice. that debate. Uh, yeah, we're going to get different people on different weeks. Obviously, Louis is a bit of a football expert. Maybe not so much on the conspiracy theories. <laughs> but we'll get different people on for those. Um, and, yeah thank you very much for listening make sure you go like and subscribe on Spotify go and follow the Instagram we're going to try and get a bit more content out this year a few videos of us in the studio and stuff like that so thank you very much and um, yeah make sure you tune in next week Thursday about three uh, about one till three sorry Um, thanks very much for listening and uh, see you next week goodbye goodbye